What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the MLB Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Podcast Network, alongside Matt Danielik. I am Chris LaValle. We have an exciting show for you all this week. Matt, what can they expect? Obviously, excitement based on your introduction, um, but uh, the... <laughs> we're going to talk about a couple of streaks, man. We're going to talk about the Seattle Mariners playoff drought um, and kind of contextualize that a little bit. Thanks to something that we read from Barstool. Uh, then <laughs> we're also going to discuss the Houston Astros winning 11 out of the last 12 and how hot they are right now. Uh, we've got another MVP conversation and more appropriately timed this time because we're about a fifth of the way through the season. I think this is, you know, the first leg of the season is behind us. And I think it's important to kind of evaluate where we stand because it's a long grind, but it still matters what you do in the early part of the year. Uh, other news, Robinson Cano to the Padres. Um, tie that into our all-time hits, guys, like we were talking about a couple weeks ago. And we're going to get angry, or at least I'm going to get angry, and maybe you're going to have to like give me some therapy about Kyle Hendricks of the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think the therapy will be in order. But before we jump into the podcast, we have to tell you about an exciting and fun opportunity for all of you who love to play fantasy sports. We here at the Takeover Sports Network have teamed up with Prize Picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times in any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks is a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers, made fantasy points, and more. Prize Picks also allowed mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Giannis combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is just that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks and don't forget to use the promo code TakeOver so that they know that we sent you. That's Prize Picks, promo code TakeOver. And let's talk about the Seattle Mariners playoff drought outliving the iPod. So Apple announced that they're discontinuing the iPod. And uh, as Matt had alluded to in the intro, according to Barstool, the Mariners now have a longer playoff drought than the life of the iPod. So the Mariners have the longest active postseason drought at 20 years, which will likely be 21 years at the end of this season. Uh, they have 45 seasons in Major League Baseball. They, they became part of the MLB in 1977. They, are, they have never reached the World Series, and they have never won the World Series. And they are sub-500 so far this season. It's just... Sorry, I had to pull up my uh, – I was pulling out my Bryce Harper stats over here. Um, <laughs> it's just that, like, I know the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. Like, I know that. I know that's a fact, right? I'm aware of it as a baseball fan. I've never felt that it was such a big deal until Barstool – put it in the context of do you remember where you were when the first iPod came out? Do you remember like that phenomenon of music in your pocket like that in a way that we had never experienced before in a, right. it, you know, in the evolution of the iPod and how at some point everybody had an iPod and there's all these different versions. And we've reached a point where we have gone through the entire life cycle of 
you know, really the predecessor, the thing that kind of like came before our modern, the, the iPhone as we know it. And it's the reason that there's no reason for iPods anymore is because they're just going to sell more iPhones. You know, they do the same functions at this point. So I just, I remember it. I remember being a kid and it feels like forever ago. If you just say the Mariners haven't made the playoffs in 20 years, whatever, you know, droughts happen. But if I think about how long it's been since the iPod was released in relation to my actual life and the fact that the Mariners managed to outlast that, not making the playoffs, it's insane to me. And it begs the question because we've been very critical of some teams on this podcast of the Oakland Athletics, right? Mm-hmm. Of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So if you're the Seattle Mariners, and I don't I don't put the Seattle Mariners in that category typically. Um, well, nor what's, should what's you. What's the problem in Seattle? Because they've got some guys. They've had talent. They've they've yeah. also contended for wildcard spots in the past it's not like i mean the other teams that we crush they're not they haven't attempted to make the playoffs and if they did make the playoffs it was more of an anomaly or more of an accident more so than anything else like the mariners have legitimately like they they went out and they went after who we're going to talk about later robinson cano like they went and made a play for him to try and beef up their lineup a few years back so like they they've tried to make I mean, they, they've done what they could to try and be competitive. They've also, they've had the gauntlet of, of having the Astros in the same division over the last, I mean, they've been good for what, the last six, seven years. So now you're now at that point with the Astros being the behemoth that they've been, you're now competing for a wild card spot. So it's, it's they just haven't been able to keep up with Houston, but there's really no shame in that. No, and I, look, the Mariners have interesting players in seemingly every um every iteration of this team like every generation like we're talking 20 years ago we're talking about a-rod and griffey yep and griffey like that's nuts that's insane that that team wasn't making the playoffs 20 years ago it's even crazier that that it's actually it's been that long because i don't think of the griffey a-rod mariners being that far back in our past and, and it is it's been over 20 years because there was the time where the mariners were the best team in, in the american league yeah it, it wasn't i mean that was in 95 i believe it was 95 or 96 when they were considered the best team in the al um and they just didn't they didn't get it done in the postseason but they're they've had decent pitching i mean they almost made the playoffs last year like they were they were surging last season so i mean they've fallen off obviously this year but that's because the angels have picked it up. So there, I just, I, to go back to your original point though, I just don't think it's fair to put them in the same conversation as everybody else. So I don't think that there's that we, it's not like we're doing a disservice to everybody by not putting the Mariners in the conversation of the pirates or the reds or, or even Oakland for that matter. Um, although Oakland obviously has made the, the postseason more often than Seattle, but as far as their front office is concerned, I don't think that they're cheating the fans or cheating baseball in any way. I just, they just unfortunately haven't been able to put all the pieces together to get it done. They haven't been able to put the pieces together to get it done. And part of that, the th- the difference, I think the difference, I think with the Mariners whose payrolls for the season sits at 104.5 million. 
which is about league average. They've spent money on Robbie Ray. They've spent money on Eugenio Suarez. Like, it's not as if they're not trying to bring guys in. They they do have some guys. Like, J.P. Crawford is a legitimate big leaguer. Like, they have some young talent. But overall, the guys that are supposed to be, like, their guys that they're bringing up and developing have not panned out, by and large. You know, and then there's the fact that they made the move for Cano, who we're going to talk about in a minute. And it just, it didn't really work for them. Like he didn't have the same pop that he had previously. And then they traded him to the Mets and then Kalenic was in that deal. And then Kalenic has sucked. And it's just like this, this vicious cycle of them, like making, they are trying and failing to improve. Right. They also have just no pitching at all. No, they don't have any pitching right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's a, it was a fun, it was a fun fact that the Mariners have now outlasted the iPod, uh, as far as their playoff draft goes. Uh, but it, it's not like, I don't, the, this segment, it wasn't meant to bash the Mariners or embarrass them or anything like that. Because again, they're, they're not, in my opinion, in the same conversation as those other teams that we have crushed in recent weeks. They are still paying Robinson Cano like $3.7 million to not play for them. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's a little bit to bash the Mariners. All right. All right. So speaking of Cano, since we keep bringing them up, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll cut to that, them right now, and then we'll talk about the Houston Cheaters. So Robinson Cano is going to the Padres. The Mets released the 39-year-old Cano last Sunday. The Padres announced that they signed the vet on Friday. According to ESPN.com, the Padres plan to use Cano as a bat off the bench occasionally, starting at second base. Cano sat out last season serving his second suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. The eight-time All-Star is a lifetime 302 career batting average with 335 home runs, 1,305 RBIs, and an 842 OPS in 17 seasons. He has 2,632 hits, including 571 doubles. Look, Robinson Cano is 39 years old. He hasn't been a really productive everyday player in a while. Now, don't get me wrong. Yankees... Robinson Cano is one of the scariest guys I've ever faced off as a Red Sox fan. That dude was a monster. And some of these guys have been able to extend their careers. And I get it, man. I get it. He doesn't want to go away. He doesn't want the glory to fade. He's going to do whatever he can for PEDs, plant-based diet, whatever you got to do. I get it. I don't even, I'm not even mad, honestly, at an old guy just trying to hang on. The Padres are a good team. The Padres, as much as they collapsed last year when we thought that they were going to battle the Dodgers to the death for the National League, the Padres are quietly having a very good season, and Fernando Tatis hasn't even come back yet. I think this doesn't make any sense. I think there's a lot of guys out there that they could go and acquire that could play second base and hit for them off the bench that aren't 39-year-old Robinson Cano. Now, look, I get it. He's basically free. It's free. It's free production because somebody else is paying the majority of his salary. Still, but I'm just not sure from a baseball perspective what you think you're getting out of this guy. Like he's batting 233 this year. Last year he only had 49 at bats, 107 at bats in 2019, 80 at bats in 2018. No, sorry, I lied to you. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
Those are games. Those are games. Those are games. 171 at bats last year. 390 at bats in 2019. He batted 256. I mean, it's not terrible. He doesn't have pop anymore, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not great. I mean, he. It's been it's been quite a few years since Robinson Cano has been the Robinson Cano that that everyone has known and loved. The the PED thing, the second time. I, I don't necessarily blame him. Like you said, he's just getting older and he's trying to keep himself alive as far as you know, baseball career is concerned. The first time he got popped was ridiculous. And that was earlier on in his career. That was when he first became a Mariner, um, which probably meant he was using it while he was in New York as well, which I think we just have to accept in that era of baseball that pretty much everybody that we loved was using PEDs in some way, shape or form. Right. But here's the interesting thing. He's lost close to $36 million from all of his drug suspensions, which is now I understand he signed a 10 year, $240 million contract from the Mets, but still to lose $36 million off of trying to keep yourself in the game. At what point are you, you know, are you screwing yourself in the process? I mean, you're going to, cause he's at a point now where once this contract is up, no one's going to pay him that kind of money again. So are you going to keep risking your financial future just to stay in baseball? Well, look, I don't think it has anything to do with money. I think Robinson Cano is one of those guys that breathes baseball, that needs that oxygen to survive. I think he, I think it's what he loves. You know, I mean, like, like watching him play, especially I'm sure for the like Robinson Cano is one of those guys that you can tell he has fun playing baseball. Like he loves this. Yeah. You don't stick around to 39 after you've after you've made millions and millions of dollars just for a couple extra like veterans minimum paychecks. And you stick around because you love the game and you or like you're afraid to leave it because he's been doing this for so he made his debut in 2005. So what's that? Probably 2000 he was drafted maybe a little later, 2002, spent a couple years in the minors. The dude's been doing this for 20 years. Robinson Gano has been playing baseball or working on baseball, training for baseball 365 days a year since before the Mariners playoff drought started. There you go. I don't, I don't blame the guy for wanting to stick around. And to be honest with you, the more I look through this, like, I don't know, maybe there's something to like clubhouse guy, veteran leader, a part of this because he's not he doesn't have power anymore and typically when you think about a pitch pinch hitter somebody who's going to come in and be a defensive subs- or an offensive substitution you're thinking about somebody that hits for power you're like or you know like or we need to put some runs on the board here things are things are stale or this is a clutch that maybe it's because he's maybe he's you know they view him as a clutch hitter i mean it might just be a base hit at this point it might be a walk at this point but like his on base isn't great, but his batting average is okay. So yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I mean, if there are some other factors there, maybe it can make sense. But I just felt like from a from a pure baseball like video game, what are your ratings? How does this guy fit perspective? Um oh there's our border. I was wondering what happened to that. Yeah, no, that was my bad. It's all right. People didn't know who we were for 15 minutes. Um <laughs> I do, but I did think from a pure baseball perspective, maybe there was somebody better available that they could have gone and gotten or called up and given a young guy 
some opportunity. That's one thing. Maybe this is too broad of a topic, but the Dodgers have always done a really good job of blending their bought and paid for team of other people's talent with bringing up guys like Gavin Lux to be a part of their everyday rotation. And I'm wondering what the thought process is for a team like the Padres to go grab 39 year old Robinson Cano rather than maybe trying to bring up one of their young guys and get them ready. No, I think that's a good point. Um, given what we saw with the Padres last season with how they collapsed, you know, get a, get a veteran who's been there who can kind of galvanize the locker room and, and keep people, keep people going in, in the depths of, of, you know, the summer when the MLB season becomes a real drag on a lot of players. So, I mean, and that, and that could be what his value is to the Padres is a, a veteran presence, a leader, somebody who can, you know, help, like I said, help get everybody going. And, you know, maybe they're not really looking at him as a bat or even as a fielder for that. I mean, cause his, his, his range at second base is awful now. Well, so, yeah. I mean, That's so why yeah, I was surprised I, that they were talking about him. Oop, I just screwed up my chair. Sorry. Gonna fix that. Yeah. So I, I think overall, I, I think that makes it, I think you make a really good point. Um, and, and again, I think maybe that's how the Padres view him as a free, almost coach on the field type of type of individual more so than, than an offensive, you know, a real strong offensive bat. Yeah. I just, um, and also the plan to play him at second base, um, which like, I understand that's his position and that's maybe what you need. Um, but man, I'll tell you what. If Robinson Cano gets subbed in at second base in like the seventh inning, I know where I'm hitting the ball. So the Houston Astros have won 11 of 12. Yeah. They have the second best record in the American League during this winning streak. They swept the Mariners, the Tigers, and the Twins. Murderers row right there. <laughs> they're top five in ERA quality stars with batting average against They're middle of the pack offensively. They're 14th in runs, 25th in batting average, 18th in OBP and ninth in slugging percentage. And I say all of this to say, I am not impressed. And frankly, I was irritated when you wanted to talk about this. I only wanted to talk about this because I knew it would piss you off. <laughs> okay. Good. I only brought it up because you keep, blindsiding me with so how's it feel to be a red sox fan right now every other podcast every well, it's an appropriate question you're a red sox fan i, I need no, to make sure that you're, you're doing question. okay do you walk up to somebody whose mother just died and be like hey how you feel about the fact that your mother just died like no what's the matter with you what are you doing to me it's not the same thing <laughs> it's not the same thing at all i think it's like uh, the same thing the Getting back to Houston, look, I'm honestly not impressed at all. I think the Angels are the, a much better team this season than the Astros, or at least so far, anyway. Um, and so the Astros beating up on a bunch of bottom feeder teams to win at the time they had won 11 straight or 10 straight, whatever it was when you had sent the uh, when you had said, "Hey, we, we need to talk about this because they're on a winning streak," and they lost last night to. How are they playing? They're playing a crappy team because I assume they were going. Oh, the Nationals! They're playing the Nationals. I assume they were going to. They were going to be, you know, twelve in a row. And then I had to edit my notes this morning because they they actually got shellacked against the Nationals last night. So again, I I'm just I'm not overly impressed with Houston. 
do I think they'll make the playoffs? You know, I'm sure they'll start slamming on trash cans come September if uh, if it looks like their playoff chances are starting to go downhill. But um, like, like Skeeter, yeah, yeah, exactly, like um, Skeeter. Look, I only I I partially brought up the Astros because they were on a win streak. Which look, don't get me wrong, unless it's like 20 games, it's not that big of a deal. Win streaks happen. Sometimes you face three bad teams in a row in series, and you get on a nice little hot streak. But like. So I do, I do like a a pick'em, like a daily pick'em with baseball. Um, it's mm-hmm. through. It's the only game I have time to play is my MLB nine innings on my phone, which I play for like twenty minutes in the morning with my coffee. And the pick'em every day, you have to pick one of the games and you have to pick a winner, and you have to build a streak to get like you know stuff to improve your team or whatever. In the number of times this year that I've picked clear, clear, clear favorites should win, they have the right pitcher going today, and lost is ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. So the win streak is significant in that this year in the MLB, it's kind of been a roller coaster. There's been a whole lot of like, oh my god, like the the Dodgers lost to who, or oh the you know, like it's just been it's just been weird. So I do think there's something to the putting together 11 wins in 12 games. Mm -hmm. I also think it's important to note that even with the loss of Carlos Correa, this team hasn't missed a beat. Not one beat. I mean, Jordan Alvarez is 24 years old. He's mashing homers all over the place. Yuli Gurriel's on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's like 75 and he's still a quality first baseman. And Justin Verlander looks like Cy Young Justin Verlander. Verlander has been incredible. Like there's, there's no question about it. Um, which means whether you like it or not, especially where your Yankees sit right now, which we're going to talk about some of that after the Astros are a contender and you're going to have to worry about them in the playoffs. They are. We'll see. They are. We'll you see. can look Lance we'll McCullers jr. Just started throwing from 90 feet. He's going to be back in their rotation soon. Look, they, they have to be, but they have to be a division winner for me to be concerned about them because if they're a wild card, they're going to have to play, play either the Blue Jays or the Rays. I'm Tampa's, not going to. Tampa's a walkover this year. Oh, stop it. Walkover. Stop it. No Tyler Glass now. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm just saying. Houston's going to have to be. And you're in your. In your... <laughs> you're going to have to top the Angels for me to be concerned about you because the Yankees may never even see him in the postseason. They're going to so... see him. It's destiny. Okay. All right, that's fine. We'll shell them. The Angels are awesome, though. It's yeah. been nice to see them playing well for a change. They're fantastic, um, and it's it gets me really excited. I just hope that I'm not going to jinx them, and then they're going to turn into the Mets after the All Star break. But yeah, um, speaking Look, I mean, of the, the Astros, Mets, as the Mets are running away with it too. Astros as a team have a 308 on base percentage right now. Real quick, can we? Can I just got to bring this up? Okay, I'm looking at the standings right now. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. That's fine. Oh. Sneeze away. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm good. All right, go. The NL East is starting to remind me of the NFC East. Like, it's just trash. Aside from the Mets. So take it's the Mets out. One good team and a dumpster fire beneath them. Yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. I th- th- That was not what I was expecting 
from the actually East it's exactly like the nfc east because the mets are the cowboys where they look good all year and then they're just going to have an epic collapse because they're fraudulent contenders exactly exactly wow, what a great analogy thank you i have my moments so yeah no i just wanted to bring that up real quick just i'm just i was just looking at today. also the dodgers have lost four straight which is interesting oh warms my heart so all right here we go matt's gonna get grumpy so I'm going to give, I'm just going to give the background real quick. And then Matt, you can just, you know, start screaming and then I will come in and calm you down. Yeah, so go ahead. Give the context. Kyle Hendricks was pulled after eight and two thirds scoreless innings Monday night against the Padres. He allowed only three singles, walked one and struck out seven. Hendricks became the first Cubs starter to not only reach the eighth inning, but also reach the ninth inning this season, which is kind of sad, but just wanted to put that out there and go ahead, Matt, go start screaming, do your thing. You did not provide enough context for this conversation, so I'm going to go a little deeper. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The bottom of the ninth starts, and Kyle Hendricks, who has been around for a long time, he's not a young pitcher. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hendricks, and look, he's not working on a, he's not working on a perfect game. He's not working on a no hitter. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But, but if you wanted to pull him. If you don't care about giving him the complete game, letting him get through 27 outs, then you pull him after the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Right? There's mm-hmm. nothing to be gained by sending him out in the ninth inning unless you are going to let him finish the game. And the only reason that you would pull him out part way, two thirds of the way through the ninth inning, is if he's getting blown up and getting rattled. So let's look at the bottom of the ninth inning. First batter. Jose Azokar. I don't know how to say his name. I'm really sorry. There's no like little things to tell me how to enunciate the vowels. Strikeout. Mm-hmm. One down for Kyle Hendricks. Next batter, Jake Cronenworth, who's been mashing the ball. Walked him. Smart play. Get around that guy. <laughs> Smart play. <laughs> Next batter. After the walk. Jerkson Profar flies out. So he walked the one guy that you're worried about in that part of the lineup. Yep. After striking out the first batter of the inning, mm-hmm. then gets the next guy to fly out. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting into the middle of the order. And you pull him one out away from a complete game shutout? One out. One out away from a complete game shutout. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this is the insane competitor in me maybe this is the the fantasy junkie in me but that is disgusting disgust there's no reason tell me the reason this is like having an argument with richard okay i'm gonna tell you the reason in a second there's no reason to pull him at that point let him face one more batter and try and get the 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 third the third out of the ninth and get out of there with a complete game shutout okay so here we go this is according to mlb.com I teed you up, by the way. Like this is I've been sitting back here looking forward to being able to just shoot you down here. So David Ross planned to pull Hendricks in the eighth, but according to Hendricks, it with a sly smile, I kind of talked him into it. They negotiated that Hendricks could stay in the game if he pitched a one, two, three, ninth inning. Ross pulled him at 116 pitches. Ross didn't want him to go into the ninth inning. He wanted him out in the eighth. And like a good manager, not look, this isn't Dave Roberts, okay? So unlike Dave Roberts, 
Ross was at least willing to negotiate with Hendricks and said, yeah, man, you go one, two, three. You're fine. I'll let you go ahead. That's the deal. Hendricks wasn't upset with it. He knew he knew what he negotiated with his manager. So you're getting all you're getting all angry and upset. I know part of it is is probably because maybe maybe you knew that had he gone for that shutout, Rich could potentially beat me this week in fantasy baseball, and you want that more than anything. So I think that has a little bit to do with this. I want you to be his first and only win of the season. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, look, I have the best team in in fantasy baseball, but that's all right. I had I've had a couple rough couple of weeks. How many so. points? I'm I'm dominating the league in points. What do you mean I don't have the best team? I had I, the past back to back weeks. I got the you. I got the best two, the best two weeks out of those two teams. Back to back weeks. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, welcome right. to contending okay. for a championship. I'll well, no, what it what it is is it. everyone's scared of me, and they're like, all right, we got to knock this dude down so far that potentially he may not make the play. Does everybody make the playoffs? No. Okay. Top top how many? Eight teams. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna make the playoffs. Then you guys yeah, get scared. Yeah, for sure. All right. I just also want to point out that you dropped Tio Oscar Hernandez. Yeah, he's trash. No, he's not. He hasn't done anything for you. I already looked up. He was numbers. injured for a month. I know he was sitting he's on only my been IL. back for like two weeks. He just hit a home run last night. He's gonna be an absolute masher, and he's gonna be in my outfield instead of yours. I don't need him. Have you seen my my team? It's glorious. Anyway, yeah, getting back to the point, here, bro. Huh? What's that? I said, yeah, you need an infielder. I just went and picked one up. I'm good. I'm fine. Trash. Trash. I like how I texted you about how bad Matt Chapman was, and then like 20 minutes later, you dropped him for, for some random guy off of the freaking waivers. Oh, no. Chapman's been terrible. I just haven't. I haven't. I've been picking and choosing because we only get four moves in your league. Yeah. Because otherwise, you could just stream 12 pitchers every day. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, getting back, getting back to the point I had, we'll we'll talk, we'll talk more fantasy in a little bit. So you're getting upset again because a pitcher and a manager have come to an agreement about what they think is best for them. And I get the competitive aspect of it. Like I understand where you're coming from. But again, he, he agreed to it. And it's not like this dude is young. 116 pitches is a lot of pitches nowadays. It just yeah. is. So they, they did they win the game? Did he get the win? Everybody's happy but you. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just wrong. I'm just saying in a sport that was that was built around Sandy Koufax, Nolan Ryan, these like absolute Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, keep going. Uh, but yeah. All right. He was injured. I'm very upset about that injury, by the way. That bums me out. He's going to be out for like three months. Bum. Anyway, in a sport that was built by legends, yeah. at the most important position in that sport, like, look, I'm props to Kyle Hendricks for talking to his manager into letting him go back out there. Sounds like he wanted to pull him after the eighth, right? Like you said. Yeah. Which is what I said. If you're not going to let him complete the game, then don't even put him back out there for the ninth. He already had two outs. Just yeah. let him get the last out. But this Just let deal... him get the last out. Let him get the last out. And if you're, if I'm Kyle Hendricks, you're not taking me off that mound. 
Okay. You're not not taking me off the mound. Unless, look, if there was something physically where he was like, my arm's tired, my shoulder, whatever. Sure. You got to protect yourself. Yeah, but then that's bad faith, though, because you're the one who made the agreement. You made an agreement with your manager. At all about the agreement. No, that's a child going to a parent and saying, can I have 15 more minutes to finish watching Bubble Guppies? And you get to the 15 minute mark and there's five minutes left of the bubble guppies episode. Are you going to tell your kid to go to bed with five minutes left of the episode? Or you yes, give them the you can finish it tomorrow to morning when you get ready for school. Finish the episode of, Bub- of bubble guppies because wow, you're just, I'm sorry. You're, That's ridiculous. No. Just give them the five minutes and let them finish no. the episode. Nope. You can finish it tomorrow when you get ready for school. <laughs> oh my God. We, we, we make rules in this house. We make rules in this house. We don't negotiate. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Absolutely not. Get out of here. Because that's going to come back and bite me later on. I will continue to be angry about these things because they're special, because they don't happen that often. When was the last time anybody cared about Kyle Hendricks? I don't know. I haven't. Anybody <laughs> other than who's had him on their fantasy team. And right. Disappointed no, I by get him. it. But, but again, he's clearly not upset about it. No, because he's an old veteran and he gets it, and that's and that's fine. Like it's fine. It's not nearly as egregious as some of the other things that we've talked about in this segment throughout the season so far. But it's still disappointing. We need to re- we need to change this segment to not two angry men's, but get off my lawn because that's what you sound like right now. Is <laughs> just some dude screaming at the clouds. Get off my lawn. I'm open. I'm open to that idea. because my goodness. All right. So we're going to talk some MVP. Um, We were going to talk AL MVP, but I know you want to focus on Bryce Harper first. I do. I have a lot of Bryce Harper apparently. Yeah. I mean, for, for two reasons. One, I've spent a lot of time shitting on Bryce Harper in his career. A lot. I'm not done. So go ahead. A lot, a lot. I'm not saying I'm done. I'm just saying, he earns a little bit of respect uh, partially because he's on my fantasy team, but also but look, I'm just being honest about it. <laughs> it I'm is. just being honest about it. Would you rather I try and pretend that I'm totally objective about this? Because no, 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 I know right. you're not. That's fine. all right. <laughs> all right. Well, he's ranked number four overall in fantasy baseball right now. I just want to point that out. But anyway, it's early in the year. That almost doesn't matter. 305, 361, 995 are his splits through 30 games, 29 games, 30 games. I don't know, 131 at bats. He's got nine homers. Yep. He looks like the Bryce Harper that was handed a monster change your life contract. He looks every bit. And dude's DHing with a partially torn UCL right now. He can't even play in the field. If that's not an MVP, I don't know what is. No, look, I'm going to give him credit because he's actually playing like he deserves that contract. The first year that he went to Philly, it was ugly. Yeah. And I was the first one to start bashing him and go, here we go. This is why the – and look, the Nationals got rid of him. They win the World Series. Clearly, they knew something that everybody else didn't know. And this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a bum who's getting paid over $30 million a year. And he's going to be a sub, just like a sub-level all-star. That's all you're going to get from him. He's never going to win anything. He's never going to be worth anything. And the past two years, 
and this year being included in this two-year conversation last year and now this year he's earned every bit of that contract and he has been tremendous and i agree with you that if voting were today yeah he would be he would be hands down your mvp because i can't honestly can't think of another player that's in his stratosphere right now with how well he's been playing as Blake. Do you know who do you know who he reminds me of? And it pains me to say this. Go. Every time I watch him play, and for some reason, what is going on? Major League Baseball? Why are the Phillies on national TV all the time? But I but there are like other random games that are blacked out that I can't watch. I've watched I've been out in the garage with the Phillies on the TV like six times already this year. It's nuts. It's because of who they're playing. It's because they're playing the Dodgers. That's why. He reminds me of Manny Ramirez. With his stroke? Yeah. The way when he steps up to the plate, man, when he cracks that bat, it's just, it's pure. It is such a pure swing. Beautiful contact. Like the, the, the air of confidence that he has when he gets up there is just, you can feel it's palpable. You can feel it through the friggin' TV. And we don't talk Manny Ramirez ever. Um, but he did have one of the nicest strokes ever that I'd ever seen. It just, it was not, it just, the way, it, just the, the contact with the baseball, it was, it was really pretty. I mean, Griffey has got the sweetest swing I've ever seen in my life, but yeah. Manny, when Manny made contact, you always, even if it was a long double, you always thought it was going out of the park. Like when he made like that sweet contact, it was just immediate. And Harper, you're right. Harper has a lot of that with his swing. Dude's the best player in the National League. There's really no question about it right now. And although his it it is going to matter where Philly ends up, though, because if Philadelphia, because we're going to be looking at the same type of count, or maybe not, because last year they gave it to Shohei Otani, and they and the Angels had no shot of making the playoffs. So maybe maybe Harper, you know, the Phillies could go sub 500, and uh. Harper will still win MVP. Although I still believe that Philly's going to make the playoffs. Their, their team's too talented to miss it. But I can't have another somebody didn't deserve the MVP conversation right now and did deserve the MVP. I just wrote like 3,000 words about Nikola Jokic. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Harper by far is, is the NL MVP. If we look at the American League, you've got Aaron Judge right now. And I still I think it's Mike Trout. I I don't the problem the problem that Aaron Judge has is he has Giancarlo Stanton also having a tremendous year. Doesn't matter. You can't cannibalize in baseball. Yes, you can. You're you're either you're either hitting putting up numbers or you're not. Yeah, but Mike Trout to me is still the better player. Of course he is. It's Mike Trout. It's not about this who's season. The player. I'm saying this season. This season, Mike Trout is still the better player. Look, baseball. Take Mike Trout off the Angels. Where where are the where are the Angels? Because they're not in first place. Okay, you're right. Most valuable, definitely that matters. But baseball, baseball is weird with the MVP. Because I just did this whole thing. All right, so really quick, check out the takeoversports.com website. I'm going to have a pretty monster uh, defense of the Nikola Jokic MVP. It's uh, it's pretty ironclad. So for all you NB fans out there, and I know there's a lot of them, I'm sorry. But read the article. Do you think, real quick, and I know we're going on NBA, you thought NB deserved it more than Giannis? Like, if, we were, if you were ranking them in order, you had Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis? I, 
Yes, because Giannis's quality of teammates was higher than Embiid's this year. Okay. They basically the the summary of the article is Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid all had historic seasons this year. They're all incredible. What Embiid did, you know, all season long was amazing. Stuff we haven't seen since Shaq as far as dominance in the paint. So how do you separate that? Part of it's the eye test. The problem is a lot of people didn't watch the Denver Nuggets play basketball this year, including their local fans, because West there was some weird thing with the sports network where they couldn't get the games. So if they weren't on national TV, and if they're on national TV and you live on the East Coast, if anything, you're watching the first half and then you're going to bed because you're not staying up till 1.30 to watch the end of a Nuggets game in the middle of the season, unless you're me, or you tape it like me and watch it in the morning. Everybody watched Embiid play. East Coast, West Coast. Everybody saw the Sixers. They were high profile all year. They were in the spotlight. The Bucs coming off a championship. Everybody watched Giannis play, right? So the eye test is a little bit tough. Eye test, I would say, is a pretty even split between them. The counting stats, it's a pretty even split between them. And I swear to God, I'll tie this all back into Aaron Judge and Mike Trout in a second. So what you have to do from there in basketball is look at the quality of teammates, right? right? The records are pretty much the same. The eye test is pretty much equal. The counting stats are pretty much equal. equally impressive if not equal you know so you have to look at the guys that they played basketball with this year right not only is Jokic's measured value and all the advanced stats higher than Giannis and Embiid's but he's basically got one teammate that rates as above average whereas Embiid and Giannis each have like four or five which is kind of kind of a summary. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but it's kind of a summary of the NBA MVP and why Jokic won it. And I actually allude back to the 2006 MVP award, Steve Nash's second MVP, um, where Kobe finished second in a season where he averaged 35.5 points with Lamar Odom and Smush, Smush Parker as his only two above-average teammates. Smush Parker was above-average that year somehow. Um to talk about how, you know, how to kind of contextualize it. So I'm not sure that you can do the same thing in baseball. I'm not sure that the MVP is necessarily the same thing in baseball as it is in the NBA because you don't rely on your teammates really in baseball to put out. Like everything you do, you do as an individual in baseball. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody can, nobody on your team can pass you the ball. Like your team's not throwing you the pitches, your team, you know what I mean? Yes and no, though. You have to step into the box, and you are a man alone on an island, and you have to rip that thing. Yeah, you have to rip that thing. But if you've got men on base, and you just you're constantly striking out or popping out, you're what? What value do you hold to your team? Right, but Aaron Judge is not striking out. Look, I can't believe I'm sitting here arguing for a Yankees player for the MVP with you, but he's got 12 home runs and 27 RBIs with a 306 average, 380 on base. 1.033 1.033 OPS. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying that I don't think Aaron Judge will win the MVP or that I don't necessarily think that he isn't the MVP. A, I'm enjoying the fact that you have to defend a Yankee over me right now. Um, see, this is the right now I'm playing with house money. Um, and Mike Trout is bad. 323, nine home runs and 19 RBIs. So, Aaron, I'd say if you're going to go with the numbers, I think Judge right now has the better number. Stanton, by the way, is 284, 10 home runs and 30 RBS. Um, 
I think if you're going to go strictly by the numbers, yeah, Aaron Judge is probably the MVP. But I just I go back to and for me it it is about what value do you hold to your team as well? Like when it's this close, because that was my issue with the, more of an issue than anything else with Shohei Otani winning last year was take Shohei Otani off the Angels. The Angels still missed the playoffs. It doesn't matter. You take you take Guerrero off of Toronto last year. They're not the same team. It's not even close. So that's why when I'm saying like you take you take Judge off the Yankees, are the Yankees in first place? Maybe. Are, nope. Do they have a winning record? Yeah, they do. They're, they're, our offense has been that good this year. And yes, I said our. Our offense is that good this year where you could take Judge off that lineup and the Yankees are still going to be macking the ball. Look, I compared my socks being this bad and you asking me about it to you asking how somebody was feeling after their mother died. So I'm not going to hold it against you that you're including <laughs> yourself in the Yankees organization. Um, but yeah, so I, so that that's where I come back to with Trout. Like you take Trout off the Angels. I mean, it's not even competitive as far as, as that, that team is concerned. So that that would be my argument. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, we're splitting hairs, honestly. Um, yeah, I think the, those two are the front runner. Do, would you agree that those are the two, like, the in some order, that's one and two through the first 30 games? Yeah, it's one A and one B. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's Yeah, the American League, if you go by the – like, if you're just looking at the numbers – the American League has a lot more players that can compete for MVP, in my opinion, than the National League. Because I think it's Bryce Harper, and then you've got like a decent drop-off. And then you can start debating a few other players. But, um, yeah, it's much more competitive in the American League than it is the National League. Is Francisco Lindor going to end up being a, an LMVP this year? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he may be in the conversation. I mean, look, he's been – I'll give him credit as much as I I was kind of laughing about how poor he was last year. It's kind of like Bryce Harper. Maybe maybe that's what it was. It was like it's like the first year into the new contract, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform, and you know you kind of bring yourself down a little bit, and then you you hit your second season and you're like, okay, well I can't do any any worse than I did last year, and and kind of the pressure's off of you. I there's really something to this first year in a new location for stars thing. It happened with Harper. It happened with Lindor. It's happening with Trevor Story. It happened. You know what? It didn't happen with Mookie Betts. So you know that's reason well. That's number because two. that's because Seven. he went to a superstar team. It's not like he no. It's because to... Mookie's friggin' incredible. That's what it is. He's, he's a okay? little overrated. Let's let's relax. Okay. You know what? Relax. Until Alex Verdugo starts friggin' smacking homers, I don't want to hear anything about Mookie Betts being overrated. Because I'll tell you what, I would trade half of this Red Sox roster just to have Mookie back in Boston. I'm pulling up Mookie's numbers right now. Hold on. He's because not I've... been anything spectacular yet this year. But Mookie's oh, so, so then my overrated comment makes some sense. He's not overrated. Look, he's batting season, 246. At the end of the season, he's going to be batting 290 with 30 home runs and Stop over you know, 120 RBIs, and he's going to be incredible. He's never going to come back to Boston, bud. So stop, stop sucking up to him. He doesn't want to come back. He's been stolen by the Death Star. All right, he's been abducted. Two forty-six, six home runs, fifteen RBIs, a seven sixty-two OPS. Dude, that's trash. That's early. Mookie is a slow starter. We talked about this. 
There are guys that are like that every year. Usually Jose Ramirez is like that too. But what's his excuse? You can't you can't blame the cold weather. It's Los Angeles. What are you gonna what are you gonna blame it on? I'm just telling you that when you look up at the end of the year, Mookie Betts okay. is gonna be right where he always is. All right. Okay. Top five player in the NL. No. I'll put money on this. I'm telling you right now, he's not gonna be top five in the NL this year. I'm willing to bet you whatever you want because Mookie Betts is not. He's, he's just. He's, I'm sorry. He's a little overrated. This seems like a great opportunity for us to plug Prize Picks. <laughs> Prize Picks. Yeah. If you're listening, we can't use your site right now. We live in Connecticut for some reason to bet. So Chris and I are going to do our own Prize Picks bet right here, right now. Okay. What do you want? Twenty bucks. Okay. Mookie right. Betts finishes top five in MVP voting in the National League. Okay. Done. Done. Absolutely done. Use the promo code TAKEOVER. Um, fantasy baseball real quick. Yes. You offer the worst traits of almost anybody of all time. I just have to say. Like, when you when you sit down, like, are you – do you just purposefully, like, try to piss people off with your trade offers? Or do you legitimately think – that people are actually going to bite. Obviously not because I've made a couple of solid trades already this year. Look, sometimes sometimes when you're out there and you're trying to catch sharks, you got to chum the water, all right? You just got to throw a bunch of stuff out there and see what shows up to feed. But you don't offer anything good. <laughs> like like it's it's one thing like if you actually offered offered like decent people i would buy the fact that people actually trade with you proves to me that a bunch of the people that you play with are morons why do you hate dj lemayhew and max muncie and almost nobody knows more about baseball than cj so you can't say that no cj's fine he's one of the only people yeah but but you and cj have your own like weird like in like incestual like weird thing that you guys like it's weird like the way that you guys trade with each other it's like you guys are trying to prove a point to each other more so than anything else like i'm gonna beat you with these two guys you take those two guys we'll see no he had what i needed and i had what he needed and we worked something out yeah but you guys but but when you trade with him though the trades are relatively fair because i actually look at the numbers when whenever a trade goes through and i look at the players and stuff like that but like a lot of the other people that you've traded with, you've taken advantage of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> I tra- I traded Chris Bassett and friggin' uh, what's his? Who did I trade? Oh, and 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 Jose Abreu. <laughs> Jose Abreu has been shit this year. What are you talking about? For Devers, Abreu, another slow starter. He'll still oh hit thirty-five home runs this year. But that doesn't that doesn't help you now in this part of the season, fantasy like it. If you're but trying to win now in fantasy baseball. Right now, not all of us are content to be the best fantasy team in the league through four weeks, okay? Some of us have championship aspirations. And a guy like Jose Abreu is a guy that you have to know. It's a sit. Look, the crazy thing about fantasy baseball is if you don't know who guys are for real, you have no idea because the rankings right now mean nothing. Nothing. Max Muncie is ranked like outside the top 200 right now. Max Muncie is consistently a top 50 fantasy player every single year. Every year. He's going to score over 900 points in our league. He's going to hit 25 home runs. He's going to get, you know, a bunch of 
double plays and all kinds of other stuff because it's just what he does. He's just not playing well right now. It's the same thing with T.O. Oscar Hernandez. Last season, the fantasy baseball team that CJ and I managed, that league, T.O. Oscar Hernandez was one of the best three bats you could have in fantasy baseball. And that's why I make fun of you for dropping him because he's going to do that or at least some fraction of that in throughout well, the season. A fraction it's all- of that doesn't do me any good. Fraction of that doesn't doesn't win me games. I'm just it will. It absolutely it's winning me games already. My point Look, is it, that I, and my you know why field is just fine. Do you know do you know why yeah. this it works with me and CJ? Because CJ and I will spend hours sending each other trade offers back and forth and texting about it and figuring out something that works. You just reject trades. You're not even like, here's what I would be willing to do it for. Here's a ridiculous over ask in the opposite direction. You're just like, no. And that's why you'll never get a good trade offer because I'm not going to start with, Hey, you want Bryce Harper? I'm going to start with, Hey, I need a pitcher. Here's a guy that's kind of like middle of the road for you. Here's a guy that fits a need that you have because your third baseman's trash. But it's middle of the road. Why am I going to give you a player this year? But hold on. Why am I going to give you my like best pitcher for a middle of the road player? Close to your best pitcher. He's like your sixth best pitcher. No. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But still, (laughs) why would I give? But why am I? Why am I going to give you one of my better pitchers though for a middle of the road player? That's my. You don't have to make me a counteroffer. But you don't have anything I need. Okay, then. Well, then that's why I rejected it. <laughs> like, that's – but I'm just saying in general. Like, you're you're not the only one who you're making – I mean, Rich is – you're making Rich lose his mind with the trade offers you're offering. First of all, first of all, I have sent Richard multiple, multiple, way more fair to him than me trade offers. I'm oh, talking I don't about- know. He's been sending me some of them. I don't think so. Listen. Listen to me. I offered him LeMahieu and yeah. and Lau from Texas. What do you have against LeMahieu? Because you give him up to everybody. <laughs> like what, I just what you... I just the less Yankees I can have on my roster. I already have Muncie that plays first, second, and third to be my utility infielder. I don't need a second guy that plays first, second, and third. I need more starting pitching, and I also have a couple extra first basemen. So I, I look. I send him an offer. That were two guys that are going to be top 75 batters. His infield, dude, his infield has multiple players that are ranked outside the top 200 that have never broken the top 100 in fantasy baseball in their careers and will not this season. His bats are awful. You gave him, not even you offered him the Mayhew and low for Adam Wainwright, who was on the injured list and he's 38 years old and it's, <laughs> he's not even been good this year. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, that's not true. He's, I also offered the well. same thing for Baz. I also offered the same thing for whoever his other pitcher was that was on the IL for the long term. I was like, dude, I don't even need anybody that's going to play right now. Here's two infielders that you can have to prop up your lineup for the rest of the season. Give me anybody. So really what you were doing was you were trying to give him players so he could try and beat me is what you're saying. In that, part, yeah. You know, in I order hear. to get – because I, I, okay. I don't care if the pitcher doesn't come back until – Three months from now, that's fine. So like is what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm screwed in this league. That's all I hear right now. That's Listen, it. it's on me. Okay. It's not my fault that Richard has literally the worst offensive fantasy lineup I've ever seen in my life. He's putting up some points. This week, he is putting up some points because of his pitching. 
He's not he's not the worst team in fantasy. By the way, who's that dude who like is like oh and whatever and like doesn't yeah. do anything? My buddy Dan, I'm I've got to text him. I'm very disappointed. Look, if you're one of those people that just like joins the league and doesn't set your roster, shame on you. That's At least, boring. It's not fun. You just have to press one button. Set roster for the week. Boom. Boy, it automatically does it for you. Yeah. Start active players for the entire week oh. and you can do it once and it'll start all your, you know, your pitchers that are scheduled to pitch and your bats, you know, when you got guys that are sitting out. Oh, I manually do it every day. So I do um, too. And that's the way you should do it if you care about it and you want to win. But if you don't really care about it, you can at the very least set your roster for the week. Interesting. Um, I just want to do a quick revision of something I said earlier. The website is takeoverpods.com where you can read fantastic articles from our captain of the ship, Blaine, uh, from Chris here, who wrote a really good piece on Tom Brady and how he's going to be the most overrated broadcaster of all time. Uh, and soon, very soon, once Chris edits my massive, ridiculous treatise on Nikola Jokic and the MVP, you can read my defense of Joker's MVP award this year. Uh, and I encourage you to check out some of our written content there as well. And as always, guys, make sure you uh, you click on the subscribe button on this YouTube page because uh, we're looking for as many subscribers as we can get. Also, check out all the other videos that we have. We have a ton of shows for everybody to check out. So be sure to check out the other shows. we got basketball. we got college football, plenty of college football. We've got um, we got mine and Rich's show. We'll talk a little. Um, we're actually going to break down the Eagles and Colts season schedules this year talk about why the eagles will probably not make the playoffs and um yeah so we got plenty of you plenty of of sports content for you guys here at takeover pods be sure like i said hit that subscribe button and uh, what's up i just want to shout out the new shows that we have coming on the on the network because we haven't really talked about them yet we've given a lot of shout outs on here we got three new shows coming on the network we've got the acc takeover which is going to be great for me because i love north carolina basketball we're going to have the Pac-12 takeover, which is great for everybody because the most fascinating story in college football this year is Lincoln Riley and USC. And we've got the HBCU takeover, which is going to be really cool because I've literally never heard a podcast dedicated specifically to HBCUs, and I know almost nothing about it. And I can't wait to listen to those guys and and get some info on their athletics and different stuff like that. Um, you know, I know we got a little bit of detail uh, when we were on our last meeting and I I'm psyched, man, we have so much great content on this, on this network. And I just, you know, share it with your friends, do us a solid, do us a solid. We're not going to ask you for money. We're never going to make you subscribe for cash. Right. We just, we just want to do this and let people hear us. So, you know, let people know about it. Yeah, look, if you're a sports fan, this is the place to go. We have plenty, we, as Matt just said, we have more shows coming down the pike. We have plenty of, of shows for you. So to make sure that you you don't miss a thing, hit that subscribe button. You'll be alerted. We'll let you know. And hit that little bell. When you hit that little bell, too, it'll it'll give you a notification every time a new video posts. So as far, uh, on behalf of Matt, I'm Chris. This was the MLB Takeover Show. We'll talk to you all again next week.